What's up, YouTube nights? Welcome to Lords of the Long Box. After a, a bit of a hiatus, uh, enjoy the holidays and certain ailments that we all have. We're back here to fuck with your eardrum. Like a 10-minute live version of Stairway to Heaven, we start off slow, but then we rock out with our cocks out. So here we are. Say what's up to the good people, Otto from the Grotto. What is up to all my Autobots out there? It's Wednesday night, new comic book day. We took some time off. We're back. We're ready to go, and uh, we're going to chop it up tonight with you guys. So really excited to talk about all the things we got tonight. And back from parole or the disabled list, whichever one disabled. you want to pick, our man, Dark Side Jedi. Say what's up to the party people. Yo, yo. I'm back, everybody. Holy shit, it's been forever. Um, well, I can finally walk again, and I was on the uh, autos in the autos grotto, I should say, last yeah. week, uh, this past weekend on Sunday. So, uh, wet my wet my chops a little bit, and here we are. We're back going going strong. Yeah, shout out to everybody over. Uh, shout out to Comic Time One Hundred and One and the good folks over there. Uh, shout out to all you folks that are coming over from his show. This is the merry show we do about once a week every two weeks <laughs> or something along those lines uh we took last week off uh take care of some stuff but we're back again a bunch of news dropped i've got to talk about we're going to talk about some sales stuff and some other goodies let me say what's up to the folks in the live chat and then uh pop this i want to hey let's see what's going on over on uh what was that other live site we use that never nobody ever goes on Oh, uh, Twitch, Twitchy. Let me let me take a, the Twitch bots, man. If you don't know, we're also on Twitch.tv forward slash lotlb, and there's nobody in there. But we hold out hope that somebody yes, in there will be somebody eventually show up. So far, there's nobody in there, but we leave it there just in case you guys want to come around. Uh, let me say what's up to the people in the live chat. What's up to Kratos ninety nine, Steam Cave, Comic G Man, Abby Lawson, Roger Heller, The Vi, Comic Bueller. What's up, brother? Uh, Stay Puff 1983, The Vi. And looks like Comics from Bueller is doing double time. He was just on Comic Time 101. Now he's in this live chat. So uh, I want to post this up to all the good folks out on the interwebs. And uh, this week, we're going to do a new segment, man. Uh, I was uh, the, um, the owner of coverprice.com reached out to me. He said, Hey, man, take a look at my website, see what you guys think. And I liked it. So uh, we're going to do uh, maybe a bi-weekly segment or a monthly segment. And uh, eventually the cats want to come on the show and talk about their website. Basically, coverprice.com is a think of it as comics.mv, but with just eBay sales. And they're recent. Uh, nice. Unfortunately, with Comics MV, they don't do things that are brand new. This one covers the entire spectrum. So what we're going to do to start off our show, we're going to go over the top 10 eBay sales of comic books and show it to you. I'll put up the price. It's coverprice.com uh, without an E. So it's just C-O-V-R-P-R-I-C-E.com. It's free to sign up. You can add your own books on there. It's starting to grow. It's just like that other uh, key apps collectors. There's a lot of websites out there that help you in your collecting goals, man. Back in the day when we used to do it, we didn't have nothing but the back of a Wizard magazine. Wizard and, uh, magazine. <laughs> you, know, Absolutely. You, know, you know, before we take a look at this list, I think it's really interesting because I got to look at it. These are books that we've been talking about, you guys, for three or four months. And wait till you see the percentages on them. It's really amazing yeah. to see them. And that one, uh, the second part of the show is we're going to do something that uh, our friends over at, com at comicsheatingup.net does, and which I think is a great service to the community, is they'll actually go back and they'll tell you how their picks from the previous week have done. Because far too many websites just speculate on the books of that week and they tell you how hot it is. But they don't go a week afterward to tell you what the prices have settled at. So I think that's a great thing to do, and we're going to follow that up. Uh, but let's start it off. Are we ready, Ryan? 
Yeah, did you mention KRS or anybody? Oh, no, let me pay for our sponsorship. Uh, This show, once again, is proudly sponsored by KRSComics.com. Go to KRSComics.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B. That's short for Lords of the Long Box. That's discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 10% off any KRS Comics exclusives. They had an awesome Batman Who Last variant that yes. sold out within minutes. It Gorgeous. was kind of crazy how quickly it sold out. And I told all you guys, go out and get it before it sells out, and they sold out. But right now, they're giving you an opportunity to buy 9.8 signed versions on Warren Lou's website. So wow. look at KRSComics.com. This show is also sponsored by this GeekySwagShot.com. Use the discount code of L-O-T-L-B to get 15% off anything at the geekyswagshop.com. They sell t-shirts, socks, underwear, wherever the hell you need. It's your one-stop shop. And very soon, they may be selling Lords of the Longbox t-shirts and sweatshirts and memorabilia just to get that out the way. So let's kick it off, Ryan. What you got for us? All right. Well, I guess, you know, you were talking about the coverprice.com. We've got the top 10 weekly eBay sales here. And this is for the week of the 21st. Yeah, this is very, this is like fresh off the presses, price price points. So number 10, we got She-Hulk, number one. This is amazing to me, man. This is the book that keeps on going, man. People are buying it up, and you know what? You got to bump with Stan Lee's passing, unfortunately. Well, fortunately or unfortunately, because this is really the the last major character that he created. Um, If you say seven-day trend, plus 95%. Uh, the top sale of the week was $350. It don't go into specifics of what it was, like a 9.8 or 9.6, but right. $350, i am guessing that's a 9.6. Yeah. 9.8 is going for a lot more. 26 units sold for that price. So remember, this is eBay prices. Unfor- unlike our Comics MV list, Comics MV just dealt with graded comics. This is an eBay list, so this can be graded comics or raw comics. So number 10 she hope the last creation of stan lee may he rest his peace so you right. know that's i think that's why this book is probably gaining popularity and i sold two of them on our last auction we yeah got, you could have gotten them the pretty last cheap auction was lit son that's right um so number nine there was some news this week or well maybe last week about blue beetle right yeah this book is burning up so a lot of there's been some confusion on what the first appearance is, is get out of the way. The first appearance of Jamie Reyes, or is it Jaime Reyes, whatever. The first appearance of Jamie Reyes no. is actually in the crisis number three. Right. The first appearance of him as the Blue Beetle is in Infinite Crisis five. five. So, yeah. you know, and so many times it's it's what the market dictates is the book, right? Mm-hmm. Regardless and, and of what it is. To to be clear, the the cover they're showing is the variant cover not the original cover for that book yeah because obviously the variants are always going to be worth more so obviously because lower print runs and what have you so yeah so that's not shocking because uh we weren't here the week to talk about it but you know obviously uh dc made the announcement that they're going to be doing um a blue beetle a blue movie movie was in development now We'll talk about later what exactly that means if if it ever gets made but you know speculators all they need is one little and we're good yeah. to go and when you see it on ebay it's soon to be movie or you know what i mean in production yeah, what, so. what, we'll talk about this later when i talk yeah. about the shang chi news and how yeah. it's important as far as you know and what kind of first it is what's next right. um so this book has been hot for four years and it continues to be edge of spider yeah. verse number two uh, it's only this thing is only going to go up man so this has got a um this obviously is because uh, we didn't get to talk about it because we're off last week. But, you know, not only is the Spider-Man Into the uh, Spider-Verse movie dropping, which is 
got a super high Rotten Tomato score. But they also announced that they're going to be doing a spinoff series on the spider females of it. So expect Gwen's uh, spider guess or ghost spider, whatever her mm-hmm. name is, perhaps spider woman, any spider related female, they're going to be doing a uh, spinoff film from the edge of spider. that's how much confidence Sony has in the product. And to be honest with you, I'd rather see that than, you know, a silver sable movie or whatever. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, speaking I'm with part of this, cause I picked up the nine, eight this week and then there was a nine, six that my buddy had, I chopped that up too. So I'm part of this, um, Graph today, yeah. So look, I, and I'm you'll see you've got two of them on your shelf That's right, right there. <laughs> so I'm showing them off tonight because they were big pickups for me. So we're we're sticking in the Spider Verse here. Spider Man 2099, number one, comes in at number seven. This one's a bit surprising to me, man. Yeah. Um, so 34 units sold. I mean, uh, that's a 160 percent uptick from the prior week. And I, to me, it's just a sign that anything Spider-Man get a hold of. Obviously, this is the first appearance of Spider-Man 2099. I don't think he's in the Into the Spider-Verse film, but like, you know, anything it has to do with Spider-Man, it's hot right now. And so they're thinking that they could do it. And there's a good chance it could be. There's so many alter universes in Into the Spider-Verse. They could definitely drop a Spider-Man 2099, you think? Absolutely. Yeah, of course they could. Of course they could. And it's a good character, too. I think a lot of kids, my kids love that character. Yeah. Um, so coming out at number six, if you watched the Lords of Long Box, you would have known this months ago. Eternals number one. Eternals number one. Go get them while you can. I got two nine sixes. Uh, obviously, it's got us. It got a director. Now it's got a screenwriter and a director. They are fast tracking this. It's one of the projects that are going to be part of Phase Four. And later on, we're going to talk about another movie that's going to be part of Phase Four. That's what you call segueing to later. <laughs> Foreshadowing, perhaps. Foreshadowing. Even say, yeah, yeah, like Very that. Quentin Tarantino-esque. Yeah, but that's not want, surprising to me. That book is no. hot right now. So, Tim, so do this, you think that price is at nine eight or is that nine six? That's definitely think? a nine eight. I yep. looked at my nine sixes; they are selling for about four hundred right now. So, okay, eleven ninety five, twelve hundred. That's for a nine point eight easily. Right. So I just I showed you the picture. I just showed Tim a picture um, over the weekend. I picked up a nice raw copy for about one twenty five, and I think it's pretty high grade. So I'll have to definitely gonna have that sent in to see what it comes back at. But this book is just heating up, and I had to grab it, especially since Tim had two. <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, you know, Tim's a hoarder. You when, when you know, we'll talk about it later. But when Marvel says they're doing something, it's gonna happen unless it's in humans. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, coming in at number five, I'm not sure about. I don't know about this book, but uh, I don't. Immortal either. Hulk number Perhaps two. Perhaps somebody in the live chat can tell us why this book is burning up. Thirty-eight units sold last week. It's got to be a first appearance of something or other, yeah. right? And, and interesting. Also, it says raw comic top weekly sale. It's not a yeah, graded so, book. Yeah, so that's uh, thirty-five dollars for. I would imagine a new mint. And that's right. the problem with a lot of these eBay sales, right? Is it's hard to tell exactly what the price is or what the condition is on a raw book but it gets you an idea of what the market is moving on ebay which i would say you know a good thing about gpa comics mv is they do everything <laughs> comic link heritage auctions everything but i would say 90 percent of us folks buy on ebay right we don't you know we don't need to go to uh, auction houses or comic connect or comic link to buy books because you know we can get them cheaper on here and a lot of people to be honest with you are intimidated with the whole uh, comic link comic heritage all those auctions yeah. so the vi um, in the chat says it's the first appearance of dr fairy is that how you pronounce it okay i guess f-a-r-y-e sure i'll go with that okay uh, i believe you yeah is that a 35 dollar yeah. character I, I don't know probably right now i mean well uh, let me tell you what a 400 dollar character is uh, yeah, coming in at it. number four 
we have the ultimate fallout number four and this book has been hot for decades well ages i should say right yep this is of course the first appearance of miles morales as uh ultimate spider-man uh the marco de jervic variant is the ultimate fallout book to get that is easily a six seven hundred dollar book and it's only going up okay it's fry it's pronounced fry i mean you have to take into account too so many of these sell because there's just so many of them out there you know what right. I'm saying? I mean, mm-hmm. so you got a large print run. This kind of reminds of me money. of the Deadpool book in a way. It's like such a huge print run, and it, but it's got huge legs. And I think it's going to have legs for to come because eventually you're going to see Miles Morales on the big screen. They already, uh, you know, spoke of him sort of in the last Spider-Man movie, the Homecoming movie. Well, his uncle so, was in it. That was uh, right. Childish Gambino's character. So, yep. I mean, you know. He could be. I mean, he's in a, the animated world, which right. seems to be perfect for him. Um, I think this I, animated world is just going to keep blowing and blowing up. I mean, we've been talking about this for a few months now. I think it's just got legs and legs and legs. And if he does make it on a big screen, it's even better for the book. Yeah. Can you imagine, like, you know, putting Spider-Ham on, <laughs> on a live-action film? I don't think that would work. You know what no. I mean? I mean, it works perfectly for the animated series. And, yeah, but CGI today, to today they have, they have a friggin' Rocket Raccoon. They can yeah, have a want to spider see Nick pig Cage in a live action movie. You'd rather see him in an animated movie. Yeah. Yeah. It's Nick Cage is Spider-Man noir. <laughs> um, so Hawkeye versus Deadpool comes in at number three. This is the this zero is issue. Also to me, I don't, uh, you know, for, and this is also this... raw comic sales yeah 65 bucks wow uh this is just one of those weird low print runs i don't know if there a first appearance of uh hawkeye's daughter in here i wonder if I it's not know. her first appearance but there's got to be an early appearance on there uh but that's what would be cool about with these sites if they put what the key was or if there was a key if they put that in the notes that would be yeah very almost helpful. like a little cgc label well you like know that. it's funny that you say that because if you go to coverprice.com and you know unfortunately we can't show everything but if you click on it they give you more details on okay, it. So, okay. you know, um, cool. it actually shows all the other covers in it. It doesn't say any notes about what it is uh, per se, but it shows the highest raw sales. It shows the low, mm-hmm. lowest raw sales and it actually shows the graded sale. So a typical graded average for a nine, eight on it is $38. It says, and so there's that 65 book sold this week is just amazing for this. I've, I haven't even heard, I haven't even heard of this book. Yeah. I gotta go. And look it's for number three. On the list. You'd be amazed at what, you know, a lot of times things are happening, you know? Yeah, no, uh, things happen because I am out of the loop when it comes to new stuff. I am so far out of the loop. Yeah, so and the, Josh Saunders says, first Spider-Gwen and Thor-Jane, I guess. I don't know. Hmm. Oh, I know what that is. That's uh, the first Spider-Gwen that's in cosplay, I believe. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, okay. remember that? So basically, it shows a Lady Thor and a uh, per- somebody in the background as cosplaying as Spider Gwen and, and uh, Lady Thor. Uh, oh, gotcha. So it's one of the seven hundred fifty nine percent increase. Wow. Yeah. So it's it's one of those things where it's like you know like a first appearance that's in an advertisement or something like that. Yeah. It's, you know, they don't say anything. They're they're literally background cosplay characters. But you know. When everybody buys up all the first appearances and cameos, these are what collectors go out and look for. Yeah. You know what I mean? They want to they want to be completists. They want to get everything. Number two is not a shock. It spring up like a big old bat dick. Yeah. Batman <laughs> damn. Bad pun. Bad pun. Yeah. Batman <laughs> damn. Number one. Yeah. So this 
the Batwing continues to grow in size of sales, but not necessarily in the price of sales. So a lot of things are moving. The average raw value on this is $51. Right. Okay. So at one point they were selling for a hundred. So, Correct. you know, so be careful what you get by uh, for a raw copy. So right off 50, 60 bucks, if you want one, go ahead and grab it. What I said, well, I'll tell you is to look out for an issue number two, which has a dope uh, Harley Quinn cover. Mm -hmm. I saw, I've seen and a bunch of these come back by a bunch. I mean, two or three that have come back nine nines. So I saw a 10. You did really? Mm -hmm. oh, oh my Just be careful, man. But wow. uh, the story is good. So forget about the hype of whatever the stupid first appearance was. The story is great. Uh, okay, so rounding up number one, we've got Spider-Man 2099 again, but his first appearance. Amazing yeah. Spider-Man number 365. I have this somewhere right. because I, I collected, well. like most of everybody out there, I collected the trio of hologram covers when these came out. If you remember... Uh, there was an Amazing Spider-Man. I believe there was a, a Spectacular Spider-Man, something else. Basically, they all had this hologram cover. Um, so that's interesting. I mean, it looks like Spider-Man is dominating the list. Mm -hmm. And 2099 was on twice. So what does that say? What, what, is something happening with that character? You know, right? Somebody knows something my we don't know. is somebody who is always in the know starts buying them up. And then other – okay. You remember the movie Trading Places? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. When they said, "Oh, it looks like the uh, the old guys know something. Let's all go buy in on this, right?" Because yeah, yeah. Right. Okay. Let me, uh, zoom in here real quick. So right, this is ahead. I'm so I'm on CoverPrice.com, um, and this is what. Oops, sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't move from it. So this this is CoverPrice.com, and this is showing me. Uh, so let me go back. Right. So this is I'm looking at the top ten list for the week, and on it, you know, gives you all these details. But once you click on the actual book itself. You can add it to your collection, add it to your wish list, or you click on buy, and it'll take you to eBay or cover price, which has their own marketplace inside. So here, if you look at it, uh, last recorded sales, Raw Comic, $9.99, December 4, 2018. That was yesterday, guys. Uh, typical sale, 9.8 is $133. And it, here is a link to uh, their price guide. And if I look down here, it gives me the issue summary. Lizard busts up uh, his birthday, blah, 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 after tangling with Lizard. So it gives you a... The cover price, what it is Canadian, blah, blah, blah. Market information. Nice. This is a hot comic. Comics that have significantly increased in daily sales value. Here it is. This is a key okay, comic. Great. First appearance this is what of Spider-Man 2099. So let's Perfect. go back and let's look at this and see if it says uh, appearance of Bat Dong. <laughs> Bat Weenie. Bat Weenie. It's actually gone down. Wow. Yeah. So it's gone down. The there. Bat Weenie's gone down. Yeah, he's got, he got what, a little limp. He blew his load too one. early. Let's see what this one says. Series info. This one doesn't say anything about that first appearance. Um, yeah, so let's see an obvious one. If we go down Oh, to... by the way, CGC copped out and said it was the first black label issue. Oh, really? Yeah, they didn't say anything about the PP. Oh, it's lame. See, so this one says first is a key comic, first appearance of She-Hulk. See, what's curious is that other one doesn't say it's like if I go here, it's definitely going to say first appearance of Spider-Man 2099. Uh, what's cool is it shows all the other key issues. This may not be the first appearance. If I go to Eternals, I should tell me it's the first appearance of the Eternals. And this must be boring as hell for the folks on the podcast. By the way, after the show <laughs> has been uploaded to YouTube, we will 
be on iTunes, Stitcher, and SoundCloud, man. Just Ooh. Google, uh, just search for Lords of Longbox on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud, and you get the pod, the pod, the audio only podcast to take with you wherever you go, man. So look out for that. Um, for those people been, on the podcast, yeah, we're we've on been slipping on the podcast lately, seven. man. So uh, what I'm going to do is actually upload the Stan Lee tribute that we did. Uh, the yes. podcast, since that's going to be eternal, man. That's not even, you know, that's going to go with time. It's never going to be, uh, you know, late or anything like that. I think I'm going to upload that. Um, you know what? I should, you know what? You should send me auto and you send me the audio for the uh, three band in the basement you and Ryan did. And I can upload that too. As, yes, uh, definitely. Well, let me stop sharing now. And so you get you back the show, Ryan. <laughs> uh, and let's move on to the next subject. All right, well, the next subject we got here is we're still continuing on the hot comics heating up, um, but this is the one week later. So these are books that, yeah, this is where cool. are this they a, totally a week later? Website. This is a totally yes, different website. Yes, this is comicsheatingup.net. Yeah, so comicsheatingup.net is a lot like uh, CBSI and these other, uh, you know, these websites that, you know, talk about uh, hot books for the week. And what I like about... Um, heatingup.net is they actually will do a retroactive or they will look back one week and give you a report on how those books have done. So, you know, obviously they'll come out with their report on Wednesday saying, Hey, look out for these books, like every other website does. But what they'll do is they'll come back a week later and say, Hey, this book is now stabilized. This book has dropped in price or this book has gone up in price. Um, so they talked about Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse. Uh, last mm -hmm. week right and so the report on it today is or this week is um spider-man into the spider-verse the animation variant was somewhat successful book from last week it, it's selling well right now over retail sales around 10 to rent dollar range and a few reaching 15 dollars in peak uh so basically it's telling you it's selling for about three times a cover price um you know, but during the week, though, it can go for, you know, 30, 40 dollars when people are out there buying books on Wednesday. And typically when that's when people get it the most. So, you know, so that's a, you know, for me, if you a book comes out and it's going into 15 dollar range, that's still pretty good. Because if you think about an investor, if you're buying 15 copies of them, you're making, you know, 10 dollars a book. Boom. It's 150 books. 150 yeah. bucks. Yeah. All right. Um, yep. The next one is uh, Solo Star Wars. Yeah, so this I'm just going started. down, just whatever was on that list there, I'm going in that order. Cool. So if you look at this book that came out, um, it was the video game variant. Uh, no, I'm sorry. So no, this is the adaptation of Solo, a Star Wars story. And this is the Carlos Pacheco variant. Um, yeah. It's awesome. It reaching its high as $38 when it's sold. Uh, most sold listings are in the 25 to 33 range. Uh, not a bad flip, but you know, obviously everything's only a good flip when you can get it at a good price. So right now it's hovering right around, you know, 25 to 33. It went as high as 38 on the week that was sold. So, you know, that was, you know, that surprised me. I didn't think that, you know, people would get that hype for, but you know, it just goes to show you, man, Star Wars comics have been really good sellers. Darth Vader right. series has been really good. Star Wars. I'm, I'm, I'm surprised the Star Wars comic has been going on for as long as it has. I thought they would ah, they would peter out at 25, but no, it keeps on going. Mind you, no, like the, the Star Wars Marvel series, right? Right. You know, and they keep introducing the other characters, the Thrawn story, the Solo, this is good, and now they just introduce the new stuff. So uh, Star Wars like fans. Cover, though. That's, are... that's a nice cover, man. I like it. I that is a cool it. cover. Yeah. yeah. What's up? Beyond the Blast Doors. Shout out to Beyond the Blast Doors, man. 
We're going to be on the live show very soon. Right on time. He knew it. He was was waiting waiting for us to say something. He felt the force, man. Look, he's in touch with the force. He knows what's going on. (laughs) That's right. He's touching his force all right. (laughs) (laughs) So next on the list was Sukiban Turbo from IDW. I know nothing about this book, so let's all find out about it together. Let's do it. So they do a lot. They also do speculation on, like, indie and small publisher books. Uh, so Sikaban Turbo Hover B, which is a one in ten variant, uh, saw right around a ten dollar range, and then some peaking at twenty four. A few more sales in the twenty dollar range has quickly become back down to a twelve dollar book. So that shows you that they said, "Hey, this was a hot book. It hit twenty four, and now it's it's settled in at about twelve dollars." Just goes to show you, if you wow. wait a week after the variant. If yeah. it's not an uber hot variant, it'll drop in price. There is the exception right. to the norm, right? You know, there's still some hot variants, but I would say seven out of ten variants cool down within two weeks. Mm-hmm. That's some knowledge well, right there, dropping from Uncle Tim, man. Th- this next one is a super hot variant right now. It's Middle West from yeah. Scotty Young. Scotty Young, you can't go wrong, man. There was a while where the, he was kind of uh, in, inundating the marketplace. There was just too much Scotty Young stuff. Because remember when he first started. And that always reminds me of the what if uh, Venom possessed Deadpool, right? That was like yes. the first time Scotty Young really popped into my radar was that variant. Um, so the higher ratio variant with some retailers lists around $30 range. We a peach, a peak of $105 for one sale. A bunch of others from $60 to $87. Most have settled in the $45 to $50 range, but that's still... That's still a good uh, price for a modern variant uh, right now. So uh, the last two book they're going to report on is something called Conspiracy, the Illuminati number one from Zenoscope. Reaching as high as $35 yeah. sales, hitting in the $20 range is probably the winner of the week. Uh, so there you go, man. So it just goes to show you people speculate on everything, even stuff we ain't never heard of. Yeah. Hey, Tim, right. you're uh, you're still sharing your screen, bud. Oh, am I? Yeah. <laughs> Thank it's God funny. I wasn't watching porn while we were going through all this. <laughs> I didn't bring that up because he's, my boy uh, Nemesis Prime is a big uh, Zenoscope fan, so I'm surprised I didn't see that. Zenoscope because he likes boobies. That's it. That stuff. Well, you know what? I'm really <laughs> enjoying these. I'm really enjoying these lists. So let's do one more. Yeah, let's do it. These are. This is actually that same website. This is this week's picks. So we'll check back next week to see if they're still where they said yeah. they were. So the picks yeah, for this we week. Whoops. Uh-oh. Hey, that looks like something uh, that was on Lords of the Longbox Top Variant Tuesday video right there. Oh, wrong one. There you go. Yeah. There we go. That's, All the, right. that's the Matina variant. That is awesome. So for those who don't know, I believe that's, uh, is that Batman 60? I don't know what that is. What is that? Autumn number one? Well, yeah, that looks like a choke. What is happening here? Let me see. I don't know why I'm getting kickback but anyway i'll go through these quick because something's happening weird but here's the justice league dark yep. oh that's nice justice league dark variant these are um, the we already went through this week. one this was the solo number two yeah uh, of course everybody loves rick and morty so this is the rick and morty pickle rick variant oh, right. ronnie uh Conspiracy. Yeah, there you go. That's a wicked cover. That really is. Zenoscope. Wow. I didn't know they made anything that didn't have boobies on it. <laughs> um, the Carnage. Oh, Carnage. Charlie Carnage is going to be next hot thing. And then uh, Middle West was the last one. Right. Nice. 
Yeah, I don't know. That was weird. That kept showing the last stuff we showed. Anyway. Um, needs to be shown. All right. So let's talk about Margot Robbie and Birds of Prey. Jesus. Huh. Well, I mean, uh, for those who are looking forward to the uh, movie, uh, it was an interview uh, Margot Robbie did on a TV show. And uh, remember, we talked about the actual title of it was uh, Birds yeah. of Prey and the Emancipation of One Harley Quinn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, apparently she goes, uh, she says, well, you know, of course that's a title because this movie's not that serious. Uh, so, you know, I don't know what you take from that, but I mean, are you disappointed or appointed that you know it's just going to be kind of a fun movie or because you know some of the other birds of prey characters aren't all jokey and you yeah think maybe but you know what if 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 anything from the gotham universe is going to be funny and camp and you know and fun it could be this movie we've had so much uh darkness dark so seriousness let's yeah. let's lighten it up you know so what better group of people to do it with than this group of uh you know, Gotham City Sirens. Right. Well, and then another way is you're thinking about it that, you know, they're actually going to make it um, since you know, there's so many well, things. DC it can be good. Are, it can be you know, good. I enjoyed, uh, you know, look, it had its flaws, but I enjoyed the character of Harley Quinn in Suicide Squad. Yep. So the movie itself, I enjoyed. Um, I know there yeah, was so. issues, but the Harley Quinn character, I think, I don't want her to be serious. She's not a serious character. Even in serious moments, she's not a serious character. So... She's right. got to be. Yeah, so it, this it, is got to be funny. Anyway, on Jimmy Fallon says it's not a very it's not a very serious movie. So we thought the title should reflect that. Birds of Prey makes it sound very serious, and the title is kind of Harley adding her. Hey, I'm in this too, and she went right. on to talk about it. Um, so I mean, that's you know, we'll see. I mean, I think they'll get better gauge of how things are when the Harlequin series comes out uh, mm. on DC, on the DC universe, because um, supposedly that's supposed to be coming out. Right. I mean, so far, yeah. the only thing on the DC universe is Titans, right? Titans right now. Yeah. Right. With Swamp Thing coming up and stuff like that. I just wanted to piggyback on what Ryan said about the, the movie and Harley Quinn, even when she's trying not to be serious, she's funny and stuff like that. But you've got a lot of you've got three female, three strong female characters. So you've almost got like the Harley's. Um, oh my God, what was it? Charlie's Angels kind of thing going on. And then, of course, Black Mask with Ewan McGregor. So it's it's going to lead itself down whichever way it goes. But I think it's going to be pretty good. I'm excited for it. Yeah, that's kind of interesting that, uh, you know, I totally forgot about, you know, Ewan McGregor is going to be in it. And, you know, and, you know, so I, I got to think it's Harley Quinn is going to be the only one that's not serious. I think right. she is the, you know, like how she is in the, the comics. comic relief. She's basically yeah. the female Deadpool in mm-hmm. the DCEU. Right. Right. Because if you notice in the Deadpool movies, he's the only one that's not serious right Seriously. you know everybody right. else and he's cracking jokes and breaking the fourth <laughs> wall and everything so um and you know you know now that i'm talking about that i, I didn't put it in the show notes but um what i before we get on to the next subject is the deadpool bt13 release that is coming out that supposedly has 20 minutes of new footage um is in my opinion i don't know if if somehow Marvel or Disney got to Fox and says, Hey man, what do you guys think about releasing a PG 13 version? So we can get a gauge of how well it can do and perhaps shoehorn him into the D uh, the MCU. Right. right? Cause you know, why else would they make see, a PG? I don't see why it has to be an R uh, yeah, really. When I watch the movie R in the comics, I, I don't understand why, like, like yeah. get rid of a couple F bombs. Um, yeah. Don't talk about sex so much. And, 
do what you did. It would, be, it would be a perfect <laughs> movie. I just watched but, it again. That's like half the movie is just. But he could get away. I think Ryan Reynolds could get away with the dick and fart jokes without. Uh, yes, you know, of course, one hundred percent. So yeah. when I when I went to see it, I went with Roger, my boy, and then now when I go back to see it because it's PG thirteen, I'm going to bring the kids. So. Mm-hmm. You know, those are three more people out of how many families that are going to go again to see this movie again that right. I really saw. I saw, even saw it a bunch of times on video, but I'm going to go see it again on a big screen. Yeah, because you got to think at first, why do they do it? Is it just a cash grab during the holidays? But, you know, I think even if it Marvel had nothing to do, even if Marvel Disney had nothing to do with it, I'm pretty sure they're watching it very closely yeah, to see how well it does, right? Because here's the thing. Deadpool never got released in China because it couldn't pass the censors. Oh. So it can now be released in China as a PG-13 film. Right, right. So that's you're talking about, you know, 100 to 150 million additional box office dollars it can garner just in China alone. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't we talked about it in the past, but Ant-Man and the Wasp outdid Ant-Man because of the uh, international box office, mainly from China. It did like 150 million in China. Wow. That's amazing to me. Um and you know, I there were so many topics to talk about today. And you know what? We'll, we'll talk about China in a bit, man, because it's going to lead into directly what I talked to about a, a major character that's coming. But what's the next subject? Next subject is uh, Disney Plus is adding Rocket uh, cartoon, I guess. Rumored? Rocket Rumored, yeah. It's not a cartoon. It's a series. Oh, a series? Uh, yeah. So this is another one. So we already know we're getting uh, Vision and the Scarlet Witch is the actual working title. That's the official title. It's been confirmed. Uh, there was also reports that it was a Falcon and Winter Soldier. So this is coming out that it's going to be a rock and a group. And this kind of matches the MO of what the DC or uh, Disney Plus streaming service is. It's a way to showcase characters that don't have their own solo films. This is a brilliant move. Right. So this could happen because that rock and a group animation you're showing is already a show on disney xd they okay. already have okay. a rock that's where my confusion show. was. Right. uh but they want to do with the live action one because remember kevin feige is the producer of all these live action shows you're not going to see an animated show on dc on disney plus these are all big budget productions okay and i can see rocking and group kind of doing little misadventures in outer space and this would mm-hmm. probably be teenage group yeah but they're not going to say anything about these until the release of Avengers 4, uh, which the trailer drops on Friday, boys and girls. If you didn't know, <laughs> the trailer for Avengers 4 will drop on Good Morning America Friday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific. So the Avengers 4 trailer will drop. Don't get, don't expect any specifics on any project besides Captain Marvel, which is releasing in March. But anything that's coming out on Disney Plus, you're not going to hear anything about the the plots or anything about it until after Avengers 4 drops in May, because that after Avengers 4 drops, the entire Phase 4 will continue on. And uh, first film to do that is Spider-Man Far From Home, which also that trailer is dropping on Saturday. Saturday. There we go. They're just loading you up. Nice. Yeah, well, you know, because remember, it's Sony now. Although right. Marvel is the creative forces behind Spider-Man Far From Home, Sony's doing distribution, production costs, everything, marketing is all on Sony. So when, you know, when they say, why is Disney backing uh, days back-to-back trailers? Because a lot of times you want to drop a trailer and then give it time to breathe all by itself, right? But now you got, you know, two minutes of your life. You can watch these both back-to-back and it only take a five minutes of your life. So. Yeah. Um, there was actual pictures today. If you didn't know, there's a there's a Comic Con experience in Brazil, which is one of the largest shows in the entire world. 
And believe it, man, they, I was looking at the guest list and they had big Hollywood actors there. So it's the, the reason why the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer is dropping on Saturday is because there's a Spider-Man Far From Home uh, panel at the Brazilian Comic-Con. Right. It's in San, San Paulo, uh, Brazil. Well, expect uh, so, to get a lot of information coming up. Yeah. So, and they at the con floor, they actually showed the Spider-Man noir suit and the first ever light in person that you can see the black and red Spider-Man suit from Spider-Man Far From Home. Wow. I did not know this show was so big. I started following the hashtag Twitter for it's CCXP. It's okay. basically Comic-Con experience is what the Brazilian Comic-Con is called. And if you follow CC, the hashtag CCXP18, it shows you all the stuff. Uh, they announced that there's going to be the black uh, Men in Black film starring uh, Tessa Thompson and uh, Thor. Yep. It's going to be called Men in Black International. Hmm. And they had a booth there as well. They're also... I'm stoked about this and you can mark it on your calendars. Now I will be doing a reaction trailer reaction video to Godzilla King of monsters, which was <laughs> going to drop this weekend in Brazil. Nice. I can't wait to so, see that. Well, there's your so reaction. much stuff happening that I couldn't actually put it in the show notes. Cause it yeah. would have been over. You're going to news footage as I found out about it today, man. But um, let's go on to the next thing since we got to take a little break here and Otto's yeah. going to take over the show. Otto did something kind of cool, man. Why don't you yeah. tell the kids and boys and girls what it is? So Otto left the grotto and, uh, he took the family on a little road trip because for those of you guys who don't know, um, this past week was the 40th anniversary of Superman on the big screen with Christopher Reeves. And it was very important for me because when that movie first came out, I was a kid and, my mom took me to see it. She's no longer here. So the last time I saw it in the movie theater, I was with my mother. So I thought it was important to bring all my kids and my wife to go see this. And it was really, really interesting. First of all, the movie stands the test of time. And it's been really, really cool. So let me ask you one thing before you continue on. Yeah. Was it uh, just uh, just a re-showing of the film or was it like digitally remastered? You know how they'll like, you know, make it clean up the picture and everything? Yeah. The, it, I don't know if it was quite. Yeah, it was digitally remastered. I mean, it was thinned. It was it was cleared up a little bit. You can definitely tell that there was stop motion photography and there was miniatures involved. But they did a tribute in the beginning of it, which was really cool. Who's that guy that Kevin Smith um, does some stand-up shows with? He's some Hollywood guy. I can't think oh, of his Ralph, Garman. Ralph Garman. Yes, yeah, Ralph, Ralph Garman. Garman. So Ralph Garman did the intro, and it was really cool because he talked about some facts that I never knew. So Christopher Reeve, when, the, when you first see the movie, when it was first billed, nobody knew who Christopher Reeves was, plain and simple. So Marlon Brando and Gene Hackman were the lead actors. Then they said Christopher Reeve, okay? Christopher Reeves. Christopher Reeves wasn't the first choice. Um, Al, pa no, Al Pacino was asked to do it. He said no. Dustin Hoffman said no. Um, who else was it? Uh, oh, my God. I can't think of it. Um, Stallone was too short, so they didn't want Stallone to do it. Plus, he just had Rocky. So Christopher Reeve went in for a second. Um, he went in for a second screenshot, and they said, listen, we'd love you to do it. You're six foot four, but you're only like 190 pounds. We need a bigger Superman. So he said, okay, he left. And then he went for like six to eight weeks. He went to England and started weightlifting with David Prowess, who was Darth Vader. Wow. Back in the, yeah. Back in the seventies, David Prowess was a huge bodybuilder at the time. So he came back like 12 weeks later with like 25 pounds on. And they said, this is our guy. And they signed him. Um, the movie itself made 300 million at that time, which was big money and only cost 40 million to make. And did they tell you what the adjusted uh, 
adjusted income uh, box offices? No, it didn't. It didn't say that at all. You know, but what was? Yeah, because I think that basically 300 million in 1979 is essentially like, you know, twice as much or three times as much now. Right. So it was really cool. And it was what was really neat was Krypton. Well, see, before you even see Superman fly, which is what you're waiting for, you had Krypton, you had the Phantom Zone, you had you know, him in Kansas and you had all these things building up to it. And I forgot all about that and seeing it on the big screen and more, you know, and seeing Zod on the big screen for the first time as a kid, I must've thought was crazy and scary because you see this. Wait, so you saw Superman two or Superman no, one? No, no. In the beginning of Superman one, it starts off with the three of them on trial. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. The center, yeah. So yes. you kids who don't know, so 1979, Marlon Brando was still a huge, huge yeah. movie star, albeit, you know, going toward the tail end of his career. But we're talking about in the 70s, he made Apocalypse Now, The Godfather, all these shows. We're talking Marlon Brando is in a Superman film. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's amazing. And it, he was difficult, they said. You know, and all the information that I read up on, he was very difficult to deal with. But they said once um, they let him go and once actually once Richard Donner said, listen, we know who you are. We know what you want to do. You are playing an iconic character in the Superman universe. We need you to do this. He did it exactly what he was supposed to do. So that was really cool. Um, and then, you know, when he turns 18, the crystal calls to him and he goes up to Alaska and he builds the Fortress of Solitude. Then he finally flies. And then after that, it was just awesome because there's the helicopter scene. There's the scene with Air Force One where he... Um, the, the pilots, he saves the plane and the, the pilot goes, oh my God, we're flying again. And the guy goes, just fly, just fly the plane. You're not going to believe what's happening, you know? And uh, it was just an amazing experience. And I'm so happy I got to share with my kids and just one of those things you have to have to look out for. So Otto left that's the awesome. grotto and took the family on a field trip. That's cool. So what's, I haven't seen that movie a, forever, forever. What's an interesting side plot to that is um, Kevin Feige worked with Richard Donner. Um, so when um, so Kevin Feige and Jeff Johns both worked with Richard Donner as part of they were basically new to the industry, but they were both part of the Superman film. Yeah. So that's interesting that you had, you know, the guy had comic guy at Jeff at D.C. And of course, Kevin Feige were both connected to to this very day by Richard Donner. And the actually, Superman if you want to hear the great uh, great story go listen to an old fat man on batman where he interviews jeff johns he talks all about it it's a really really, really interesting story yeah yeah because they were both at his funeral and they both talked about how this is their you know connection and how the connection of richard donner who you know started that's arguably the first superhero film that kind of paved the way for everything especially right. wb you know after yeah. that was a successful two batman films and then the rest of them right and, and if you think about <laughs> timelines um, I think Batman came, Tim Burton's Batman came out in like 88 or 89. This was 10 years previous to that. Yeah. So this had oh, never yeah, been done. Yeah. You had a good five Superman films. You had yeah. two good ones. And then uh, yeah, some, no. <laughs> uh, you had one Superman film that was basically the plot of, uh, of uh, the, what was that movie? Uh, uh, the Office. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And then they had, you know, where they take like a half like penny that, off so. of every, every dollar. Oh, and they, uh, right, right. right. Yeah, so yeah. I mean that was the plot of the one with Richard Pryor where he like hacks into it. Yeah, yes, absolutely. It that is, was yeah. three, and then it was like the Quest for Peace or something like that. But anyway, and then you had Saturn Man, which is now oh. end up being in the DC Comics again. Yeah, <laughs> oh my God. I so Mark yeah, was so... all excited about Saturn Man being in uh, the DCU again. Oh my God. <laughs> 
Hey, so, first of all, let me get a shout out contender, contender for the $10 super chat. Ooh, Merry Christmas Marty, right. to you, brother. And thank you very much. Yes, we are filthy animals. Merry hanging Christmas. Out, hanging out like a set of hemorrhoids on a Wednesday night. Shout out <laughs> to everybody in the live chat. Mr. Unknown Comics Guy, contender once again. Thanks a lot. Monk's Den. Uh, Taylor Alexander Cassidy from the Geminites in the house. Comic Tony. JLS Comics holding it down. Uh, I guess our man King of the Golden State. Nemesis Prime. Hey, our go. man Four Comics is here. Hey, Four Comics, I promise to have you back on the show. And I'll tell you what, you have it back on the show when the Avengers 4 trailer drops and when we dissect that. I know you'll be super excited about that. But uh, you want to put a bow on this, Auto? No. So, it, you know, it was a great experience. And I think to anybody with young families out there who want to um, reminisce when they were kids, this is a great way to do it. I, I found the... Um, the link and i followed it up and it was a great night you know so it was just a great way to relieve my childhood and you know pass something on to my kids and hopefully they'll remember this so very cool just to see you know so people can have an idea of what it is because it's it's been so long you know yeah you know every time i'd, I'd know, like to hear your to... kids perspective i'd like to see what they thought yeah we're, well we're with them yeah, kids are a bit know. spoiled now with all the special effects and everything so that's why you're curious to see how they feel about you know this iteration of you know especially a Batman movie kind of can hold the test of time since he, he's not powered. There's not a right. bunch of CGI in it. I mean, we're talking Superman flying on a green screen, boys and yeah. girls. This isn't like, you know what laying I mean? On this a, is, laying on a slab with a green carpet over it. Laying on a slab with a fan <laughs> blowing so his cape is going. That's, right. yeah. that's what we're talking about. This is like old school, man. We're talking fucking Ray Harryhausen type special effects. Yeah. I'm just kidding. No, it doesn't go. No, nah, but you did there. believe a man could fly. I will tell After you. After you that. saw this, it was unbelievable. Yeah. You believe if you fly enough b- fast backwards that you can turn yeah. back time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you let that go. Completely. Right? You belief, so. yeah. <laughs> Speaking of turning back time, man, uh, what's the next nugget, Ryan? Well, uh, Tim, I mean, got, come on. This is not your boy super stoked the, right here, man. Yeah, here we go. This is the this is the news you've been waiting for. I think this is the news you've been born to talk about so why don't we get right into it shang chi man shang chi the deadly hands of shang chi the deadly hands of kung fu the master of kung fu is gonna get a mcu film not a netflix show not a disney plus show a freaking mcu film shang chi is officially part of phase four of the marvel universe and your boy is stoked uh this came out of nowhere I mean, you know what? This literally came out of nowhere, man. Um, and this is this is super exciting, man. Uh, they even got a uh, a screenwriter already for it. So what I always tell you, kids, whenever screenwriters <laughs> find it, when there's a director, really start buying them. So the word Who's is the director that did. Uh, um, he's really famous. He's a really famous like kung fu director. Yun Wu Ping. Yeah, I don't think he it. should be director, but I think he should be the choreographer fight, or something. The fight Somewhere choreographer. So let's let's first of all let's let's talk about this and what it means. Okay, first of all, okay, this phase four is Marvel. Kevin Feige said it's all about diversity because the one complaint that some people have had of the first three phases that it was predominantly male white protagonists, right? It's throwing a green person here and there, but you know you had Iron Man, you had Thor, you had Doctor Strange, you had these characters. So now what do they do in phase four? Well, we're gonna throw Captain Marvel at you, right? the first MCU female superhero. Uh, now they're saying, we're going to show Shang-Chi at you, the first Asian-led character for an MCU film. 
And I'll go so far as to say it's not going to be an Asian-led, it's not going to be an Asian character. It's going to be a Chinese character, a Chinese-American character. You already got a Chinese-American director. His name is Dave uh, Callahan, I believe. Mm-hmm. But he's he's Chinese. He just has an American last name. I think his, he may be half. But what I dig about this guy is he will help write the script for Wonder Woman 84 as well to Spider-Man into, Inver- into uh, the universe and as he co-wrote the Expendables film. So take what you will about the Expendables film. The action was pretty good in those films. A little over the top. But here's where I think a lot of people are saying what Marvel did with the Black Panther kind of led to that path of diversity. And I would say take what Black Panther did at the box office and take what uh, Crazy Rich Asians did at the American box office, combine those two, and the Marvel said, you know what? We can do an all-Asian-led production and cast for Shang-Chi. And it doesn't help, it didn't help that they got a lot of blowback on just how bad Iron Fist was. The complaint was, why not get an Asian director? Well, or character, well, it's okay. The character was white. But then the movie, then the show just sucked. I mean, right. for a character that's built on martial arts, it sucks. So imagine now the powers of Kevin Feige and the MCU making a martial arts movie. Yeah, it'll be it'll be good. It'll be good. And it'll and it'll right. pave the way for more more of it. I mean, there's a lot of great martial arts stories that right. can be done. And bring you know, maybe they could even do Iron Fist on the big screen eventually. Yeah. Well, Tim, right? This is being fast tracked. They're not wasting their time with no, this. No, so expect the director to come out soon, and the casting right. is going to be very, very important. Now, right. I, I'm, 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 you know, I'm Vietnamese. I'm half Vietnamese, so all my life I've watched Chinese movies. And when I say Chinese movies, first they were Hong Kong, Hong Kong movies, because prior to uh, mainland China taking back over ownership of Hong Kong, because prior to that, Hong Kong was a British colony. They had, we're talking when Bruce Lee made his films and then all the Jet Li films and then all the Donnie Yen films, all those films from Hong Kong cinema were just booming. And that's what led to the character Shang-Chi in the comic books was the martial arts craze that started in the seventies. Remember everybody had a poster of Bruce Lee on their wall in the seventies and yep, knocking their heads with nunchucks. Yep. But also in that way, there was also the bad stereotypes. His father was Fu Manchu, which, you know, they, they ended up, what happens is Marvel bought the rights to do Fu Manchu. There was a book. So either they they decided to retcon that or they lost the rights to it. So they eventually changed his name to Zheng Zhu, uh, which and eventually the character evolved. He became an MI6 soldier. And recently he was in Avengers World. He was in Avengers. But what you can tell of all the, his interactions in the MCU, he's always regarded as one of the best hand-to-hand combatants. Captain America is asking to train people. Spider-Man has trained, asked him to train him. Most recently in the run of uh, Domino by Gail Simone, she asked Shang-Chi to train him. The funny thing about Spider-Man asking Shang-Chi to train him in martial arts, he said, this is when a time when Spider-Man was losing his spider sense. And mm-hmm. Shang-Chi says, I'm going to teach you to fight so you don't have to rely on your spider sense, right? So this way you should be aware of your surroundings. He's also a master at uh, weapons combat. So the difference between Shang-Chi and Danny Rand is Danny Rand kind of kind of relies on the power of the Iron Fist, right? He's, a, he's an instrument of brute force. Whereas Shang-Chi is more of an all-around fighter and martial artist. But in the most recent iterations of him, he's actually had some wonky powers where he can like multiply himself into multiple mm-hmm. versions of him. He grew at one point, I think, in the Avengers World Run and fought a dragon. Um, but the casting is going to be very important. And here's where I think Marvel Disney's smart. Marvel has cultivated an excellent relationship with China. All the Marvel MC- MCU films kill it in China. 
Even Donnie Yen has been on a record of saying, you know what? Star Wars doesn't do well in China, but Marvel kills it. And guess, guess who's in Mulan? Donnie Yen. Guess, you know, so yeah. if you think of Mulan and Star Wars are all owned by old Mickey Mouse over there. So yeah. I would say Kevin Feige is going to go look. The cast of Mulan, by the way, the live action, all Chinese and Chinese Americans. Jet if you Lee and don't Donnie use, Yen Don, if right. you don't use Donnie Yen, that's silly. I don't think he'll be Shang Chi, but he could be. A you know what I'm saying in the movie, yeah. though, in, in the movie, he's right. got to be. Yeah, people don't realize Donnie Yen is like 55 years old. He just looks. But great he's for such an age. iconic. I mean, yeah, he's in everything but good. Use him as as a, as a mentor role or something mm -hmm. like that. But you got to use him like the uh, fight choreographer that is the most popular in the United States that made a splash from Hong Kong to China or from China to the United States is Jung Wu Ping, who did The Matrix. Yes, you attach his name to it. Chinese audiences will say, you know what? Now it's legit. We know him. We are aware of his work. And now mm -hmm. if, if they hire non-Chinese actors for it, especially for Shang-Chi, it could blow back on them. If they hire that a Korean be, actor yeah. to play a Chinese. Right. China is very nationalistic, right? Um, so is Germany. You know, in Germany, up to, I, I think they still do. They do not show American films with subtitles. It's dubbed over in German. I had a friend who grew up wow. in Germany and he said he had to watch the entire series of The First Prince of Bel-Air dubbed. And he goes, oh, man, a lot God. of these jokes we just didn't get because <laughs> it was dubbed. Yeah. So, I mean, Louis Tan is the guy that was, you know, is pretty popular now. There's a lot of, I think, you know, Marvel has kind of done this where they get young actors, right, to portray these guys. You know, I think they're go, good, a young guy, Chinese. At, very, at the very least, he'll be Chinese-American. Right. And we can speak both Chinese and uh, uh, Mandarin. Mandarin is, a, is a spe excuse me, speak English and Mandarin. Mandarin is a plus since that's the that's the uh, language of the mainland. Uh, in Hong Kong, they still speak a lot of Cantonese, but every Chinese movie that's been released since uh, uh, the British took over the island of Hong Kong, they used to all be in Cantonese. Once China took it over, they mandated that everything be in Mandarin. So guess what happened? You had a, a generations or decades of Hong Kong movies with guys like Jackie Chan, uh, not Jet Li, because Jet Li is actually from mainland China. So a lot of these guys that came over, they had to dub their voices because they didn't speak Mandarin. So they only spoke Cantonese. There's a lot of films that came out after where you can see their lips moving, but they're actually speaking, they're speaking Cantonese, but they dubbed it over in Mandarin. So now oh. everything is Mandarin. But a lot of, so if you don't know, Hong Kong, the, the island of Hong Kong, the, the native language was, or dialect was Cantonese. The native dialect of all of China is Mandarin, and the Mandarin is the, mo the dominant, uh, you know, dialect now. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, all the old Hong Kong movies up to like 1995, everything was in Cantonese. Uh, and some early uh, DVDs, you could switch over between Cantonese and Mandarin. If you've ever oh, seen please. a Chinese movie and you see American subtitles with Chinese subtitles on top, that's because mm -hmm. that's in Cantonese or it's in Mandarin. Oh. You ever notice that? You ever watch no. like a Chinese movie and you wonder why are there Chinese subtitles on a movie that's in Chinese? Huh. I've never, because no, I it's, always thought it's it was putting it. Just ask Uncle Tim all you need to know about martial arts films. That's and no, the guys from the raid will not be in it. They're Indonesian. It's it's <laughs> simple as that. They're they're good, but it's this is gonna be very specific. It's gonna be specific to wushu, kung fu, and that ilk. So if you think about Donnie Yen Ip Man. That's the style of fighting Shang-Chi should be doing, right? And for everybody that wants to go out and get the book, what is the first appearance of Shang-Chi? Special yeah. Marvel Edition number 15, motherfucker. So shit. I got, I got another well, one. Hold on a second. I want to stop right here. Tim, how many copies do you have? I had 
four. Now I have three. I All right. Have... So I, I did do my homework on this. Um, so Otto went back and he did a little homework. So this was the uh, Marvel special edition. Like Tim just said, 15 came out in 73. Um, Englehart was the writer. Um, Jim Starlin did the ink, did the pencils, and Roy Thomas was the editor at the time. Dude, so that is a that's that's not just some those are big hitters in Marvel. Big hitters, yeah. right? Englehart, Starlin, and Roy Thomas. Now, if you bought this book in October at a nine two, um, the the highest bid was like two seventy five is what it was sold for. Today, right now, with four days left, a nine two is going for three fifty with four days left. So. Damn. If wow. you're going to listen to this on podcast, if you're going to listen to this tonight and you want to go after this book, you better get it now because I guarantee it's so, going to hit 500 bucks at 9-2 range, right? So I, I have really a 9-2. Both of my copies are minus 7-5 and 9-2. Both are double signed by Starlin and Englehart because they're both still wow. alive. I mean, oh, Englehart, I mean, obviously <laughs> Starlin. Both right. of them are double signed. And the day this news dropped, I went out and bought a 9-6 off eBay for 580 Okay, right. So that's on par with what we're talking about. There you go. 9-6, though. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh my I'm God. gonna get those that double sign too. But yeah, you know, absolutely. nine eights are already they're they're pushing two thousand now. Nine yeah. eight, you know what? Wow. A nine eight for any any bronze age key is always yeah. pricey, regardless of if right. the character is hot or not. It, nine eight, it's just that what it is. I mean, if you look at Captain Marvel, uh, or Miss Marvel number one nine six, dude, that's pushing like fifteen hundred bucks. Yeah, oh, like in DC, everybody, the DC folks will love you, and I'm gonna be selling. No, a lot of you my know, DC. Ryan, I. I if you haven't checked out uh, Three Men in the Basement yeah. live sh channel live show on last Sunday, and it was all DC. All DC. Yeah, I'm just saying, Marvel books are expensive point, as hell. But you do realize because they make a lot of movies, <laughs> right? So as DC makes these movies, if you think about well, it, well, right. But I'm saying right now is the time to get DC books because that, they're affordable. And once they start it, making these movies and they start becoming successful and they get their shit together, guess what? If you think about all the Silver Age characters, they put them in TV shows like Flash and all his villains, Green Arrow, right. all his villains. So they've been toiling away in TV land, and those don't really make you know you know. You remember when people were speculating on Sabotar and all these kind of Flash right. villains, and Sabotar they just oh, Flash, and then they were gone, right? Well, it's hard to do that with the villain of the week type show but we're talking yeah. movies yeah you that's know. why Once be careful speaking get... on, on on tv shows but yeah mm -hmm. man so i would expect any shang chi news to be dropping soon now soon, you know i gotta but... dig mine up i got a nice copy i'm gonna you know Englehart and uh and starlin they do a lot they're doing a lot of east coast shows with roy thomas that'd be a great book to get triple signed tim you're on to something right there you're a smart guy buddy <laughs> yeah. oh triple sign with roy thomas there you Ooh. go because all these cats are still live man that's pretty yeah. rare where you can get a triple signature on a key issue man so yeah. Man, if it's sending my book your way to get the triple sign. And by the way, Joe Quesada, one of his favorite characters is Shang-Chi, Master of Kung nice. Fu. And hopefully we can get a legit fucking comic book series because that one shot by CM Punk was fucking awful. <laughs> awful. Fuck you, CM Punk. You should be yeah. fucking ashamed. You should never have given it to him. Oh, my you God. take that pen that you wrote and just stab yourself in the neck with it. It was that <laughs> awful. It was fucking stupid. Very anyway. Uh, let's get right to it, man. Let's talk about the Captain Marvel trailer. But before that, um, yeah, Captain Marvel trailer. But if you before that, there's a, a toy dropped from Funko that could be a spoiler because remember Jude Law. Spoiler Law's alert! Possibly never yeah. ever they came out and said that he was Marvel. We just all assumed it. Um, so there was an actual. Um, do you have the picture, Ryan? Yeah, it's up. Yeah, so basically this came out and it says Jan Rog, who now 
Jan Rog is the main villain of the Captain Marvel comics. So now, then we see the trailer, and you see uh, Jude Law is not acting so nice to Captain Marvel there. Could Jude Law be actually playing the protagonist in the film? Hmm. Uh, who knows? I, it's, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if this Funko Pop really looks like him, but <laughs> you got to kind of just see a resemblance. But. but he's got his costumes, got everything. Yeah, we, you that's know, right. We haven't heard it. And then when we saw Annette Benning in the trailer, yes. maybe she's Marvel. That's the possibility, too. Maybe they're just that's flipping that's the script on us all together. Mm. But, you know, they're saying this is Jan Rog is, is the is the main villain. That's the main protagonist of Marvel. Not so much Captain Marvel. But you know what? They're, what they're taking is they're basically taking all the old mythos of Miss Marvel and Captain Marvel and kind of combining it into one. And they're under basing this movie off of the Sue. Uh, what's her name? McCormick line. So basically the Captain Marvel issue ran that came out in what? 2014. Uh, I remember right now the first appearance, like on the Avenging Spider-Man, that cover, that's a hot issue too. Yeah, all that well, run right now is super hot of mm-hmm. of Miss Marvel, of Captain Marvel. And speaking of which, let's give our initial thoughts, and then we'll look at some of the pictures of the trailer. We'll tell you what we think is and what is probably important parts of it. First of all, Otto, what did you think of the trailer? Yeah, I've watched the trailer two or three times. Um, I've actually watched it with my kids. I've watched it with, you know, I've watched it with a different diverse group of people and I've gotten a lot of different reactions. Personally, I thought it was good. I think the costume looks good. Um, is this high on my list? It is because there's so much hype to it. I'm a little bitter because I missed out on these books when they were coming out. So another thing that I passed on, which I should Jeez, not pick my ass for. Playing about the uh, black mask black again. Mask. This you? is another black mask thing, right? Oh, so, for all you boys and girls that, you know, Tune in for the next Lords of Longbox auction because we're just giving away stuff, man. We had killer books, and Otto, if you don't know the backstory, has been yeah. looking for the first appearance of a black mask, and yeah. I actually sold two of them. Right. I sold a raw one to very, uh, very Gary, and then I waited for the last moment. I was hoping Otto would pop in there. I yeah. finally had another goal, my 9-6, and then he was out gambling somewhere in right. the casino was- with no Wi-Fi. I'm telling you, man, it was just bad luck. And it was so funny, and I said this you know, on the three men in the basement. All my good friends were looking out for me. Nemesis Prime, Very Gary, and um, Ryan, Dark Side Jedi, were texting me saying, it's up, it's up. And I was running around having at this casino going a little crazy, but it's okay. So <laughs> I like the you- scrolls. I think yeah, the scrolls okay. looked really good. Um, I like Nick Fury. I like the different versions of her costume. Um, I'm interested to see how they give her backstory. Uh, I like the fact that it looks like they're infusing, they've infused Kree blood in her or something like that. So I'm interested to see it. So, you know, I think the, the scrolls are going to be really cool. What's your overall thoughts on it, Ryan? What'd you think of the trailer? I, I, I enjoyed it. I know nothing about the character, so I'm in hook, line, and sinker. I mean, that was very, very exciting. Um, the suit, I can see where the hype is for that red and blue suit. Um, yeah. And looks I'm interested on, to see I, more of this cosmic screen, stuff. It, it's it's the cosmic, for now, it's the it's our, it's the Green Lantern movie we should have gotten. Yeah, that's essentially the same story. I, you know, the beginning of it, it was okay. It was a lot of the first one. It kind of delved more into the character. But I'm going to tell you what, man, that last 20 seconds of her going binary was fucking was awesome. badass. That was Up to really that cool. point, I was like, eh, it's okay. It's right around, you know. You know, it wasn't like, you know, you know, Dr. Strange trailer where the visuals you're like, fuck, but the last 20 seconds, I really think saved it. And I think Marvel is notorious for adding and removing things in CGI and trailers to not give away too much. And a lot of the detractors of the first trailer, uh, and typically it's the people who hate 
anything in diversity in comics. We're all saying Brie Larson's a horrible actress. She shows no emotion. And then I'm like, okay, uh, we'll just take the Oscar she has on her shelf and just throw it out then because she can't act. But anyway, my thoughts on it is she's purposely not showing emotion because she's been brainwashed to think she's a Kree warrior. She doesn't know she's human yet. Warrior hero, right? <laughs> Correct. But that's why you notice she doesn't really, she's trying to, it's like, you ever seen a movie with somebody with amnesia? They don't know who they are. So they're just kind of confused, but she's the exact opposite. She's, she's had memories implanted into her to believe that she's a Kree. And if you seen how the Krees are portrayed, they're kind of like these emotionless warriors. If anything, they're just going to show anger. Yeah. Um, but you know that's my speculation. Is but toward the end of the film, once she finds her humanity, then she'll probably. Well, you see all those did. flashes of her as a kid and growing up, and so I'm thinking yeah, those are like memory flashes that start Ryan. coming. Let's do some visuals okay. and talk about it. All right. Well, first up, we're just going to go in order of how they ended, how the trailer JLS, was. So that's a great point by JLS Comics. He goes just like Hawkeye did later, uh, Winter Soldier. Right yeah, when he yeah. was Hawkeye was possessed by Loki, he didn't have any emotion. Winter Soldier. Lacked emotion. Now he's a little bit jokey. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. So Good first point, up, what we thought was interesting was they show you uh, the Cree blood. The Cree blood. So this yes. isn't telling you right then and there that the, she's not human, or at least she's not human now. I mean, if she sees her own blood, why would she think she's human? Right. And then they follow that up with then the IV of her yeah, getting and, the blood. Yeah. So you see the IV and they're really telling you, hey man, look, this she's been imbued with yeah, the funky DNA. stuff to her. Yeah. So in the comics, Miss Marvel, uh, Carol Danvers is straight up human, right? But she gets her DNA kind of mixed in with Marvel during an explosion, and that's how she becomes uh, Miss Marvel. Uh, but this uh, the Marvel is changing it up a bit. They're saying, but basically, uh, with this, and you can show the next one Ryan, as I'm talking, that she is being taken by the Kree and her memories have been fucked with and they're literally pumping Kree blood into her so that she thinks she's Kree. Uh, here's the first look we got of her going, blasting some shit. And this is cool because this is actually the blue armor. But what's cool is we get to see the helmet. Yeah. And the helmet, I think, is really cool because you know what, what I dig about it is the fucking kind of badass mohawk she has yeah. in, in it. Um, and so there, Kevin Feige, he's been telling you now for a long time that Captain Marvel is the most powerful character, even more so than Thor, because Thor can't fly in the outer space by himself, right? He can't, he still needs to breathe. And that's why she has the helmet. So this next shot leads into what we've been saying, that she's brainwashed. Right. She, they're trying to strip her of her humanity so she could be a Kree, hero, warrior, whatever it is. I mean, we didn't even talk about the part where we finally got to see her actually, um, oh, this is cool. So this is a direct shout out to uh, Rambo Photon, and who's actually going to be her mother in this. If yeah. you don't know, she's right now in the um, what's that Avengers title? Uh, Ultimate Avengers. She's in yeah. the Ultimates right now. Uh, she's gone through so many names in the Marvel universe and the comics that you know. Well, wasn't she uh, Miss Marvel once? She was. She was Captain yeah. Marvel. Or Captain Captain Marvel. She wasn't yeah. Miss Marvel. She was Captain Marvel. And that was when she had a, like a jerry curl in like the 80s. Yeah. Right? And she had this like half of a cape that she yeah. white costume. Oh, it was not, like, it wasn't a good look, man. That was no, that was not in a good Avengers run. That was when yeah, like Dr. Druid was the sorcerer yeah, on the team. That was it was, bad. It was, it was a bad Avengers. That was a bad so, time for the Avengers. So this is interesting. This next shot is of, I would say, an early iteration of the first Quinjet. Now, yes. if this is like a uh, secret shield tech that they're building, or if this is uh, part of a Cree, it leads to a lot of things like, you know, perhaps this is what led to the 
the technology that shield has is they got it from the Cree. Mm-hmm. So what's, what's interesting in that scene is like, are you, are you sure you can fly this? And boom, boom, boom. <laughs> she immediately starts doing that. It tells you that, Oh, I used to be a pilot. Right. Right. Like her, she's getting her memories back. She, I think she and, said, she's like, I think so. And he goes, this is a yes yeah. or no question. <laughs> yeah. So this one's interesting too, because this is actually your dog tag. But if you notice, it just says Colonel and then Carol, and it doesn't have her last name or is that a DA? Anyway, it doesn't have her last name. So I'm assuming this is a, it's going to be a, a MacGuffin of the film where eventually the second half of the dog tag will come up and it's going to spark in her like, I used to be Colonel Danvers of the United States. And if I forgot to say it, but if you look at her patch on there, it says something like space force. There's an actual picture on the patch when she's in the plane. And it looks like the aircraft she was flying, which is like, looks like an early iteration of the Quinjet. So remember all this takes place in the nineties. So here you see, you're going full uh, binary mode. No, it's not Dragon Ball Z mode. No. Captain Marvel binary came before. Yeah, this Dragon was really Ball cool. Z. When I saw this, yeah. I was like, whoa, man. Holy yeah, right, shit, right, that's right, cool. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, back to when she was wearing the patch. If you look closely, there's a little spacecraft in there that looks like the white Quinjet she was flying away in. So I think that's part of Earth's, like, maybe early space program in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And during this um, trailer, Annette Benning is saying that the re- we – we're infusing this DNA in you to make you crease so you'll age slower. And that will explain why she looks, she'll look the same in 1990s as she does in 2018. Great right. way to, to explain why hasn't she aged since then? Cause mm-hmm. she has Cree DNA in her and that is just fucking badass, man. Yep. Uh, when she goes full on binary, you're going to see the most powerful thing yet on in the but MCU. That, the the she- cool thing about this image is it's direct from the cover of a comic book. This was yeah. what this is the I costume tell you, that, that color she's wearing. Scheme works on, yeah. excellent with the blonde yes. mohawk and everything. Right. I mean, that yeah. I tell you, stuff like that really blue. pushed the trailer over the edge for me because up to that yeah. point, I was like, yeah, this is fine, it'll do. But this once whole they this said, whole sequence right. in the trailer was, I mean, what, what? it was very cool, very. Because cool. up to this point, the only person who's really done that is Iron Man, right? He could fly away and kind of blast things, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. dude, she's in outer space. Yeah. So I didn't get this part. I guess it's something important. Yes. But- so it was above my head. Yeah, Tim, tell me about this. I don't. I don't so get the, the, the funny thing about the cat is, uh, in uh, one of the Avengers films, you know, uh, Nick Fury says, "I messed around and I lost an eye." So people were posting memes that the cat is what poked his eye out. Oh jeez! But this is not a cat. This is an alien cat that is feral, could fuck you up, and as well has teleportation powers. So don't know if they're going to be doing that, but. I think they are because yet another uh, toy picture dropped where it's Nick Fury and it has this cat in shackles. Okay. So in the comic, it's her loyal companion, but it's also an alien cat. It's an alien hmm. that has powers of teleportation. So I think she comes to Earth with the cat. It's not some cat that's just been hanging around. So I right. think it could be her watcher or a way that she can teleport between Hala, which is the whole Kree homeworld. We didn't even talk about that. Hala looked dope. Oh, that looks really dope. And do you, yeah. oh, I don't know if we have that still, but did they show the supreme intelligence? I mean, is that what we're led to believe? That no. One of those, no. What they're trying to say is that maybe Annette Benning or okay. uh, she could be Marvell. So, okay. One of, somebody's got to be Marvell, right? I mean, yeah. so I'm still holding out it's Jude Law, uh, but it looks like Jude Law could be the bad guy too, man. Cause, you know, he doesn't seem too, too happy about things that are going yeah, on, man. It's but possible. Either we'll way, this, 
this second trailer, well, the people who like the first one will like this one. The detractors of the first trailer will probably hate this one as well because it's the second trailer and they still haven't given away a lot of the plot. Haters be haters. They shouldn't. I think they shouldn't give away plot. And I no. think the first trailer for Avengers 4 may show a brief glimpse of her because remember, Captain Marvel's dropping in March and Avengers 4 is dropping in May. That's two months in between. And she's going to play a major role in it. So hopefully when we come out of walking out of Captain Marvel, we'll be like, oh yeah, that's why Nick Fury paged her. Mm-hmm. Now I understand. Mm-hmm. No, I just I'm going to the live chat right now and uh, but, Beyond the Blast Storage make a great point. He said, I don't know why people are complaining about the amount of CGI <laughs> using a trailer it's not like we haven't seen it i agree with you you know make it look good make it look great show those blues show those reds you know i think it looks fantastic yeah man why you can't mute the cosmos no, you know right, say exactly. it's a colorful yeah. gaseous place right <laughs> i say we're gaseous but anyway <laughs> that's a hell of a week for marvel man we haven't even gotten to the avengers 4 trailer so we got captain marvel trailer we got the news of shang chi um and she's you know what but but the show is running late but let's i want to talk about this before we leave because i think we need to because there's a lot of information out there and we're here to give you our correct opinions on what's really going on man so over the over the last week uh, we got the bad news that daredevil has been canceled by netflix damn it right after arguably one of the best seasons of all the netflix shows you know um netflix has pulled the plug on it so speculation started that you know they Marvel canceled it, Netflix canceled it, that it's going to be on a Disney Plus streaming service. Yeah, and not like this though. No, let's let's just let's just go and cut you through the chase. This, and this is yeah, this is it. That's what we know. Okay, so Daredevil in its current iteration will not be on Disney Plus. Just get that out of your psyche right now because the it's pretty serious adult uh, fare that's on the Marvel <laughs> Netflix shows. I don't think it's going to be on the already branded family friendly Disney yeah, service. So you can't show Kingpin cutting someone's head off with a car door no. yeah, right, right, on, exactly. um, right. on Disney plus. Yeah. <laughs> so it, the reason let's go why there was news dropped today, but I'm going to talk about why uh, daredevil was canceled. First of all, Luke Cage and that and, and iron fist were canceled for any myriad of reasons, quality, maybe not in a viewership, but daredevil, our critics loved it. The viewership was up, but it was also costly. It cost three to $5 million to make an episode of uh, daredevil, all of the Netflix series. So when you think about 13 episodes, dude, that is a nice chunk That's of change that Netflix. Basically Netflix has all the production costs on them. Marvel doesn't pay anything, right? It's kind of like the Sony deal. Sony pays for everything and Marvel just does creative stuff. So Netflix is, if you think about when was it created? 2005 years ago, Mm -hmm. roughly. It was right when Daredevil season one came out. And back then, if you think about Netflix back then, what did they have? Orange is the New Black? Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And House of Cards, where the two in private intellectual properties that they own 100% of. Everything else was stuff that they streamed that belonged to other people. So uh, Netflix was really eager to get a hold of a brand name and they didn't care the cost of it. Fast forward to 2018, you got Stranger Things, you got Sabrina, which is just awesome. You guys haven't seen Sabrina the Teenage Witch? That is one kick-ass series. And Narcos, I can go on and they're on. Winning, right. They're winning Emmys. I mean, put it this way, they're yes, winning awards. Yes. So end, it's good television. Intellectual property owned by Netflix. Netflix does not own 
Marvel, Daredevil, right. right? Punisher, Jennifer, Jessica Jones. It may have been in negotiations where like and Marvel's like, no, this is our intellectual But, but they property. also, we, you have to remember, they also bought the Millerverse or the Miller yeah, World. Yeah, yeah. And so who knows? But those are small properties. They need Netflix, right? Netflix needed Marvel. So, but they don't when, need them you anymore. Saw, you saw Iron Fist was lowered to 10 episodes. Remember that? Right, right. So they the saved themselves a nice $15 million, $20 million. Okay. So, and then Daredevil went 13 episodes. So the thinking was, Netflix and Marvel TV couldn't agree on it. Marvel wanted to continue to make 13 episode season because they saw how successful Daredevil was if they just got. And also what I'm seeing hearing is Netflix wasn't happy that they were continually getting new different showrunners for all the shows because they didn't believe in. If you if you think about House of Cards, Orange is New Black, those are the same showrunner for like four or five seasons. Daredevil's had three showrunners in three different seasons. Iron Fist had two different showrunners. I'm not sure about Luke Cage, but you can tell, I mean, Iron Fist was night and day from the first season was horrible. And the second right. season was okay, mm -hmm. but they also wanted that. But I think more importantly that they are like, we're not, we don't want to invest all this money into something we don't own all the rights to and can distribute and make money off it. And Marvel's like, well, hey, this is us and this is what you guys get. And so right. basically it ended up being a pissing contest and Marvel and Netflix said, okay, well, screw you then we're pulling it. Now, there was reports that came out today that Daredevil season three, it was the fourth most popular series ever streamed on Netflix. Jesus. So that got people thinking, wait a second, why would Netflix pull something that popular and maybe Marvel pulled it because they want to use it for whatever else? I don't think it's going to Disney Plus. I don't think Hulu has the viewership yet to pull in something that Daredevil was pulling on Netflix, right? Hulu just doesn't, right. it's not big enough platform yet. Once Marvel or Disney starts putting some, some, some money behind it. Then yeah. It I think Hulu's be. got a lot of legs too, though. But here's where too. Daredevil and all the shows can thrive. FX. In yeah, 2019, stuff like that. Disney will own FX. If you think of Sons of Anarchy, right. think, uh, uh, no, that's perfect. All, that's perfect. All those shows are just as violent as as freaking Daredevil, man. They get away with a lot on yep. basic cable now. If you watch, have you seen anything? AMC or Walking Dead? Good lord! Oh my god! Right. If you watch, uh, there's a show about cocaine in the uh, '80s on FX. It's awesome. It's and they say filth, farm filth throughout the mm -hmm. entire episode. You can say F all you want now on TV. It's amazing. Yeah. As long as it's on, on that after 10 o'clock, right? So I no, think... it's not true. Dare, uh, Deadpool was on the other day on FX at 7 p.m. Okay. And wow. I'm like, oh, I'm like, oh, I can, like, cool. It's edited. The kids can watch it. No, nope. yeah. they, they, the show, they showed the pegging scene. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, FX is like, they got away with it. They show, it's pretty much rated R stuff there. It's, and yeah. it's awesome. So my bet is, remember, Disney will own FX and a bunch of other cable networks. FX has the viewership and it has the medium to get out there and it doesn't have to have the Disney mouse on it. Right. It can still remain FX and they Disney still reaps all the benefits of it and they can move. That's the only way I think if the other rumor is true that, you know, even though it was super popular, the Marvel pulled it, you know, from all reports, it's like Netflix pulled it. And then Marvel is kind of like, okay, thanks anyway. And then this way they can still move it. And I think FX is a better bet. Hulu doesn't have you. Put it this way, and I'm gonna spend five million dollars an episode to put it on Hulu. Mm -hmm. Hulu doesn't have the subscriber base, but FX, you can get some advertising dollars from all kinds of people who want to advertise, uh, you know, for your show. You know, commercials pay for the programming. Mm -hmm. So, right. 
my bet is if you see Daredevil again, and I think you will, I don't think it's MCU. Maybe Daredevil can appear in a Shang Chi movie. That would be awesome. Well, but that's, what, that's what I was thinking. Actor. It's very, yeah. very um, kung fu heavy. I mean, the hand is part of Daredevil. So if they're going into the kung fu realm, why not put Daredevil on the big screen? But I think they would they would recast him. Um, well, no, if he would have to, no, one hundred percent. Jeff Loeb and Kevin Feige, or at least not maybe not Jeff Loeb, but the Marvel TV executives and and Feige still don't talk. Oh. And so, and, and that's another thing to factor in why it won't be on Disney Plus because Feige already has his Scarlet, uh, excuse me, Vision and Scarlet Witch, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Groot and whatever, and they got the Star yep. Wars stuff. So Kevin Feige is actually producing. He's never produced TV shows before. I think Ages of Shield may have been the only time he attached his name to something on like season one. Right. But after that, he's been just doing the MCU stuff. But now he's going to be doing these because they have um, big big uh, budget production production yeah, sure right. is like good you're gonna give me money then i'll give you some mc quality on the disney streaming service yeah but i can i can envision an entire gritty marvel uh netflix universe on fx mm -hmm. and i think no, fx totally would be, right i mean i love Daredevil. all three seasons i thought were fantastic yeah so until that happens i you know slow your roll on on you know disney plus and this and that it's a shame that i could cancel though so it almost you watching punisher and jessica jones that are the last two series that have been punisher has already wrapped filming i believe so they're yeah, definitely going through it yeah yeah you got to think it's their swan song right right um, but, and here's another reason why daredevil may not be coming over so quickly because netflix will own the rights of those previous seasons in perpetuity in other words, you can still see Daredevil seasons one through three for like the lifetime until until Marvel buys it back because Netflix owns those series. Mm -hmm. So it complicates the the things. But you can see how you know Netflix was saying, "Hey, help us with the production costs," and Marvel's like, "No, in order to make these, we need these at certain prices." And now you know why there was conflict with Agents of Shield and Kevin Feige when they were doing the whole Winter Soldier thing. Everybody just get along. My God, too many too many big egos. Well, I mean, it's it's hard to have one person run everything. If yeah. you, I mean, look yeah. at DC. I mean, you got Berlani doing the TV stuff, but you you know nobody talks to the movie side, and they don't interact at all. You have two different flashes. Yeah. So I mean, that's just my take on it because I've seen a lot of stuff people talking about, it, and that's what I think. My guess it'll be on FX. If it does end up on the Disney streaming service, it'll be a totally different Daredevil. It'll be a different toned down version. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, it nope. doesn't need to be that dark. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. but you know, it'd be nice to have that as a, as a kind of counterbalance to the, yeah. the other stuff in the Marvel side. Right. What do you guys think? I, oh, I think you're yeah. right about a lot about this and you know what? And if we had three great seasons and if you think about all the characters that came involved, you had the hand, you had stick, you had Electra, um, you had a great stick. kingpin, you had bullseye. So take it for what it is. You had three great episodes, uh, three great seasons, probably 45 episodes. And you also had one of my favorites, which really he didn't get a lot of um, screen time, was Gladiator. Yeah. Um, so what Gladiator. sucks about that is they were already prepping season four. Yeah. They were already starting oh. to write it. And so the writers found out about it. So, well, well let's wrap yeah. it up. My God, 90 okay. minutes. You know, we had to go a little minutes. bit long because we uh, missed last week. We got a lot of news to drop on you guys. Any last words, Otto? Yeah, I got a lot of, we've got a few words, hope not to take too long, but um, this Friday night on a three men in a basement, um, tune us, tune in for us at nine o'clock. My boy, Justin and his boy, Dave have over 20 books from CGC uh, from New York wow. City Comic Con that they've been sitting on. They haven't opened them up. Um, we're going to do a live unboxing from the nice. grotto. They're going to be in their spot in Jersey. 
We're going to be here at the Grotto hanging out. So please jump on with us. Nine o'clock. Tons of CGC. Tons of CGC goodness. I've got a huge um, box of stuff that I just picked up and some recent pickups. Roger's going to join us. He hasn't been around. So um, also, Mutant Monday will happen. The last part of the Gene Grace saga. And I have put time into this, you guys. And I've done my homework. I've read these books over and over again. And I may cry. I, you know, I, it did bring a tear to me as I was reading this Mm -hmm. because it's been, it was such a um, great story and I have a lot of information from the Marvel bullpen when they were doing this. So check out mutant Monday on Lords of the long box and this Friday, three men in the basement. It's going to be fantastic. Great to be here tonight, guys. Thank you. I can't wait to watch that. It's going to be fun. Yeah. Last words. Uh, Last words. Uh, During our auction, someone had asked about this book, this Miss Marvel 20. Um, So if you're interested, please get a hold of me. Uh, on my Instagram account at Dark Side Jedi. Um, on the Face uh, YouTube community page. Okay, I will. Um, that's it. All right. Hey, thanks everybody for joining once again. Uh, if you don't know, on the YouTube community page, I post a lot of information, links, and things about the show. Uh, check us out on Facebook, Lords of Longbox. Check us out on Instagram. Uh, this show will also be simulcast on stitcher youtube or excuse me stitcher oh. itunes and soundcloud so nice. i'm going to upload that tonight thanks again for joining us boys and girls we will be back maybe sooner than you think on the avengers uh, 4 trailer i would definitely be dropping my reaction well I'm, i want to be back uh i don't know about you guys but i'm going to see aquaman on the 15th so i will be right. back oh, to give ryan you an aquaman will... spoiler review or non-spoiler review yeah ryan and i <clears> will do an aquaman uh um review on sunday the 16th how's that yep. sound ryan sounds perfect we're seeing right. it a week early because uh amazon prime go out there That's and get right. it suckers you can see it's it worth one it week early amazon prime, get but, do, but do it now because the seats are sold out all the films all the theater <laughs> they're only showing it at, at one showing mm-hmm. uh, it's at seven o'clock seven yeah, p.m seven o'clock. Well, what day, though, the 15th yeah, the 15th. Yeah, the 15th. Yeah, Amazon oh, Prime, but in most of the theaters, you have to select your seats, and there's like one or two left, and they're like not even close to each other. So go right. by yourself or don't see it at all. <laughs> but we're going to drop the Aquaman trailer reaction, yes, we but will. we'll be back next Wednesday, and hopefully, and we'll probably talk about the Avengers 4 trailer as soon as it drops. Yes, Remember, boys and girls, Friday. So thanks Can't for wait. hanging out with us. Thanks for hanging out so late. Once again, this is Lord's Long Box. Keep digging in the long boxes. Peace out. Peace.